If you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn with us to 1 Corinthians 3, verses 9 through 15. For we are laborers together with God. You are God's husbandry, in other words, fellow workers. You are God's building, and that's the church. According to the grace of God which is given unto me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation, and another buildeth thereon. But let every man take heed how he buildeth thereupon. For other foundation can no man lay that, than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now if any man build upon the foundation gold, silver, precious stone, wood, hay, stubble, every man's work shall be made manifest. For the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire. And the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. If any man's work abide which he hath built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss. But he himself shall be saved yet as by fire. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would use us today for your glory and for your honor. Speak to us through your holy word because without you speaking to us, Lord, it will be useless today. I pray that you bless the hearer. I pray that you bless the speaker. And God, that your will be done in this service. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. I, as a boy, I, I've always been interested in building. And my dad laid brick for 45 years. And many a day, there would be mortar left on the job and a lot of broken brick. And, and he would have the laborers to load those brick up and put the mortar on the truck. And he'd bring it home and he'd say, I got you some mortar and brick out there. Well, I'd go out there in the yard, in the backyard, and I'd always be ready to construct something. And so I built a little well one time, a circle out of brick so high and put a little frame up and put a little roof on it and had a little windlass and a bucket. And then I said, I want to build me a fish pond. And so I dug a hole in the backyard and I laid brick all around it and poured mortar in the bottom of it and just on and on. I've always enjoyed building, but many times uh, I'd smash my fingers or I'd cut my fingers and... Um, but I always enjoyed building something out of wood and something out of brick. And, and I still like to do that, to construct something and, and then to look back and see what you've done. But I realized through the years, if we make shortcuts, take shortcuts or don't follow the diagram or the plan, things won't come together like it's supposed to be. And I thought about these steps right here in this area and where we are standing and where the choir sit this morning and... Uh, how everything in this auditorium was just torn apart and uh, us, a bunch of us men, we were constructing these steps right here and, and they did give us fits. I mean, we measured and we remeasured, and we put it down, we tore it up, we put it back down and we kept on. And I, as I sit here and think about uh, what a magnificent thing this is, somebody, many somebodies, put all the plans together and God blessed their efforts and you see what we have today. It's exciting for me when somebody visits uh, during the week and I'm here and uh, I'll say, have you seen our auditorium? No, I'd love to, to bring them in here and don't turn the lights on, okay? It's bright daylight. I said, I want you to really look at the windows. I said, these are the original windows that stood in this wall and this wall and we preserved them 
And we put them back in. And then to turn the lights on and, and walk them around and, and show them what God has given us. It's a gift. But it was all put together through somebody's drawings and through somebody's hard effort uh, and work. And when I think about that, I think about the scriptures today. We're not going to talk about a physical building. We're going to talk about a spiritual building today. As we notice, uh, I just simply gave the title there, and I got it out of the scripture. uh, There in verse 9, laborers together. Laborers with God. It takes laborers today out in the construction field, which I love to go into and I love to be a part of. It takes laborers. It takes hard laborers to put something together. Again, I recall the days that we put the foundation in on each side here and the footings were dug and poured and and we got in there and many, many men were gathered there to to get us block and to get the mortar there and to to help us lay in, what in the world? Well, hallelujah for magnification or whatever that was. Um, But to put this thing together, uh, that's what it's sitting on. And when I think about all of that, I think about, you know, there was a plan. And God has given us a plan as to how to construct our spiritual Christian life, right? He's given us those words and and he's told us how to build and how not to build. Um, You see, our lives are are constructed and uh, sometimes I think, well, what, what are we building for in our lives? Are we trying to build a ministry? Are we trying to build a, a family? Are we trying to build, uh, and I, I appreciate the video. I don't know about Lynn, but hey, I went all the way to Tanzania just like that. Uh, seeing those precious little kids sitting around and, and listening and those adults sitting around listening. I, I wish that everybody could have, hey, one day out in the bush church and to see the people as they gathered into God's house and sitting all over the floor, little children and and adults and and all of them. They're just like us, y'all. They may be a different color, but they're just like us. They have needs. And when I think about all of that and what God has put together, I mean, I'm I'm just grateful and thankful that he's not through with this yet. You know, I'm under construction. And I think sometimes, you know, What am I doing with what he has given me? Well, first of all, I want us to look at the foundation. That's where you start at. Any construction site has got to have a foundation. And I've seen many a foundation. I'm recalling one that's over in Pendleton. It's still there. No one ever built on it. But I was called to go put the foundation in. And well, when I got there, it wasn't even dug. So I had to get somebody to come in and dig the foundation. We found out that we were digging a foundation on a garbage dump. Well, the man said, all I can tell you to do is just pack the dirt hard and hope it holds. I said, well, who's going to be responsible? He said, I'll take responsibility. You just do what I ask you to do. I said, okay, I'll do it. So the old boy dug the footing, and when he got to that part there, he put dirt, and he packed, and he packed. Well, when we poured the footings, I said, guys, I want rebar all through this thing. Then we laid the block foundation. It's probably... Two or three months later, I drove by. Not one thing had been built on it. And as I drove up closer, I looked to where that spot was. The dirt was gone. The foundation was still sitting there because of the rebar. The block wall wasn't cracked. 
but some reason or another, they didn't build on that. But when I think of the foundation, our foundation must be and has to be in the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen, you can't build a spiritual life without Christ. He said he wants to be first. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added unto you, Matthew 6, 33. It needs to be ground into our crawls, into our spiritual hearts that without Jesus, I don't care what you're trying to do, what you're trying to construct in your life, it's going to be useless without Christ. When I think of the foundation, I want you to look there at, um, with me at verse 11. Paul says, for other foundation can no man lay that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Okay, what am I building? I'm trying to build a church. Not a building, but a church. People. That's what it's about. Everywhere we go, it ought to be on our hearts and our minds to talk to somebody. Pull up at the gas station. Hey, these gas stations now, they're crowded. You pull up, you got to wait to get in line. There's always somebody right on the other side. Do you know that person? No, never seen them before. Do they know you? Probably not. So what do you do? Hey, how are you doing today? Doing fine. How are you doing? Doing good. You live around close? Well, I live right down the road. Are you in church anywhere? Well, no. Well, I want to give you something. Here, I'm Pastor First Baptist, and here's your brochure, and hey, we'd be glad to have you. You ain't got but less than five minutes to get that done. I mean, it's zip, zip, and same thing on an elevator. You know the thing about witnessing on an elevator is a captive audience. The door shuts and they ain't going nowhere except where you're going. You know, you got somebody in here sick. Yeah, I got my mama or my daddy, my brother, my sister, my child, whatever. And hey, what's wrong with when the door opens and they step off and you step off with them and say, would you mind if I prayed for your sick person? Would you mind? I haven't ever been turned down when I would approach something like that. Not one time. It's the foundation. You know, they may not have a foundation. They may need to hear about Jesus Christ. I want you, everyone in this room right here, right now, I want you to think back when you were saved, if you can remember. There's some other time people can't remember. That's okay, but the main thing is to know that you know that you have been saved. So what I want you to do, I want you to think back about your salvation and thank God that you've been saved. When we think about that, you see, our foundation should not be based on a religious system. Should not be based on a set of rules. It should not be based on a person other than Jesus Christ. That's what he says there in the scripture in verse 11. Jesus Christ. Other foundations. But it's Jesus Christ. For other foundation can no man lay. Hey, when Jesus died on the cross and he said it is finished, he meant exactly what he said it is finished. And without that foundation, listen, our lives are going nowhere. You know, God's blessed Lynn and me to be able to travel all around this globe and, and because of people like you who've allowed us to go and who've supported us not only with, with money but supported us with prayers. You know, it was us that did the going but it was you all that held the ropes of prayer back here and you were basing that prayer on the Lord Jesus Christ that he would take care of us. And I remember many emails and I don't do that but Lynn would get them and and she said, we got an email from so-and-so. And they said, please come home and come home now. That's when Ebola was 
striking every which way. Come home and come home now. And she said, what do you think? I said, we can't leave. We can't leave. Our work's not finished here. We cannot leave here until we get what we've come finished to do. Okay? So when I think of the foundation, I think back. It's not based on some uh, set of rules, but it's based on Jesus Christ. Well, when you look at a building, foundation is laid. What comes next? The framework. The framework has to come next. When I think of the framework, I want you to look at verse 10. According to the grace of God, which is given unto me, a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation, and another buildeth thereon. But let every man take heed how he buildeth thereon. I put a many a foundation in, but I didn't get to do the, the lumber part. But I had put a many a foundation in. And I'm recalling a foundation that I put in out of block. I forget where it was now. And uh, we got finished. I called the man. I said, your foundation's in. He said, good. When can I start? I said, well, you know, I got your anchor bolt set. Start day after tomorrow. You should be all right. Well, he called me when he got there. He said, uh, I'm missing something. I said, you kidding? I said, what you missing? He said, an access hole. I said, you, you kidding? He said, no, you didn't leave an access hole. I said, no problem. I said, I'll be back by there and cut you an access hole. Listen, we must have an access to heaven. Our access to heaven is the Lord Jesus Christ. You can put in the best foundation you can, but if you leave him out, he's not going to bless, and there's no access into that part of his life and your life for mine. So we think about the, the foundation and the framework. As I said there, you know, he, the master builder, and, and another man's going to come along and build it. You know, Paul said, I've planted a policy of water, but who gave the increase? Hello, come on. Who gave the increase? God gives the increase. I can't take credit for the increase, but I need to be planting seeds, and I need to be watering seeds, and I need to be encouraging people. So when God saves them, I can thank God Almighty because he is the one that puts the icing on the cake. Okay, when we think about that framework, um, verse 12 gives us six different materials. Now, you know, you can't build without having a plan, and the plan will call for different kinds of material, different lengths of materials, and there's no use trying to cut corners. That doesn't work. You need to follow a plan. So he gives us a plan of six, six building materials. He says gold. What is gold? Gold is the word of God. Gold. He says silver. That's his love. Precious stone. Remember what the Bible said about Jesus? He is the chief corner stone. You know, a building can stand on a good foundation and you could build one wall, but it had better be braced or the wind will take it down. So if you build another one here and you join them together, it's a corner. And the corner will hold those two walls together. And the Bible says Jesus is the cornerstone. He is the chief cornerstone. But they rejected him. They rejected him. They said they didn't need him. And that's why many lives will fall today. They head out. They're going to do something great. And they buy a bus and they buy this and they buy that and they head out only to fall on their face somewhere because they didn't seek the Lord. They wasn't seeking his guidance and asking his blessings on it. And so when we think about this building material for our lives, again, 
you know, are we, what are we building? Are we building a testimony? Are we building a ministry? Are we building a home? I want to build a life that will glorify the Father. Hello? It don't have to be about Kenny Owen. It's about the Lord Jesus Christ. And I told you all near six years ago now, encourage, invite people to come here. You don't have to tell them who I am. You just tell them to come and experience the Lord Jesus Christ because that is what is important. It doesn't matter who's playing the instruments. It doesn't matter who's leading. It doesn't matter who's preaching. But if God is being glorified and Jesus is being lifted up, he said, I'll draw all men to myself. And that's what it's about, y'all. All men. It doesn't matter to me what they look like, where they come from, what they have. My responsibility is to tell them about the foundation. And that's Jesus. And then you put the framework together. Well, according to the scripture, you get the foundation and it be the right kind of foundation and the framework of, of seeking the Lord, following his word. You see, it's amazing me how some people think, well, you know, I've, I've done my due. Uh, I've taught Sunday school, now I'm a quitting. I've served on this committee and that committee, and I'm going to quit. Why do we quit? Why do we get step aside? Listen, the only reason I need to step aside is somebody that God has led me to to take this position and turn it over to him. All positions in this church building, whoever you are, you need to have someone that can sit in your place and stand in your place and do the job that you've been doing and for goodness sakes, don't walk off and leave them. Because that's part of the framework, okay? Um, I've, I've laid out a many a wall here. I want them 16 inches on center. I want them 24 inches on center. Well, you know, some people, what, what is that? You've got to show. Some people got, just pull it out there. Every one of these things, you mark it and set on this side, set forward, set backward, whatever. People who know a little bit of something about it knows how to put the framework together. But, you know, you need and I need whether you be a deacon, Sunday school teacher, or a committee worker, if you're thinking about quitting, which I hope you're not, and if you do, you ought to rethink the thing. Get somebody and call them alongside you and train them so that work that you have started won't fall on its face. You know, people come to church for different reasons. A lot of people come three, for three, three, they come three times. They come to be hatched. They come to get matched. And they come to get dispatched. Really? Three reasons they come. Oh, I got a baby. I got to get the baby to church. Then they don't want to come back. Then down the road somewhere, that youngin grows up. Oh, I want you to have a church wedding. I had a church wedding. I want you to have a church wedding to get matched. And they die. Oh, we got to have a church funeral, man. I want, I want, I want them laid right up there in front where everybody can see them dispatched. What are you coming for? What is your framework based on? I'm gonna tell you. If it's not based on Jesus, you can look out for a fall. You can look out for something to happen. Well, 
You know, we need to realize that uh, uh, avoiding things in our Christian life can cause us to become a weak Christian. You know, there's no way to hear. I've really never heard. Some people have heard termites, how they sound, gnawing away at the wood. But I've seen a many a tunnel going upside a block or a brick wall. And I can take you to a spot today. And the little tunnel up was probably six inches long. It got into the wood, went inside. The plate that was laid down was each slap up. Never heard a word. You won't hear a word until things fall in. Same way with our lives. If we put off prayer, if we put off church attendance, if we put off witnessing, you mark it down, the termites are going to be at work in your life. They already are. And you're headed for a fall. If the foundation is not laid and put in right, it will, the, the wall will crack. There will be evidence that it was a poor foundation. So make sure your foundation uh, is in the Lord Jesus and your framework is like it ought to be. But last of all, I want to talk to you about the fire. I want to talk to you about the fire. In verse, uh, verse 13 says, Every man's work shall be made visible. For the day shall declare it because it shall be revealed by fire. And the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. Now, if we build on this, this gold and silver and this precious stone, hey, when everything is burned up, that work that we did based on the gold, the silver, and the precious stone is going to stand. It's going to be there. But if we built it on wood, hay, and stubble, Hey, you know what fire will do to those three things. I mean, consume it in just a moment, and it's over with, and it's gone. In our community back home, Piercetown, land may remember, not far from the Anderson Speedway there, there was a family who lived in a house. It was an old house, and the old house was just, just falling apart. And so they decided they was going to tear it down and build a new house. People had visited them. They had witnessed to them. They encouraged them. They tried to get them in church. They never came to church not one time. Well, they started, they worked five and six days a week on the job. So on Sunday, you would see them. They started, they laid the foundation, they did the framework, they put the roof on. And one night while they were gone, they come back to nothing but a pile of ashes. I'm not saying that God burned it up. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying he took it away because he worked on Sunday, because they avoided him. I'm just saying, hey, I saw it with my own eyes. They could care less about God and about his church and, and for anybody as far as that's because they were only concerned about their self. But I'll say it this way, you know, hey, if it was God, okay, if it wasn't, okay, but he took it away from them. Yeah, they built again. But when you think about the fire, I want you to get a mental picture of a house. Let, let it represent your life and my life. Let it represent our marriage. Let, let it represent our ministry. One of these days, our house is going to be brought to stand before God. What's he going to do with our house when we're, we're brought before him? This is the house I'm talking about, okay? He's going to judge the building. I, I, hey, is he going to blow on it? I think of the three little pigs, you know, old big bad wolf. He hooked and puffed and first and blew it away in the second one. But he didn't touch the third one because it was made out of brick. It was solid. And he's the one that lost in the end. But when I think about that, is God going to hammer on it? 
Oh, he's not going to hammer on it. He's going to shake it. Nope. But I can tell you exactly what he's going to do. He's going to set fire to it. He's going to set fire to it. Everything in this world, y'all, is going to be burned up. And the only thing we've done for Jesus, that's the only thing that's going to be left. He said, I'm going to make a brand new heaven, a brand new earth, and I'm going to be over it. I'm going to be in charge of it. And if you want to be a part of it, you've got to accept me. You've got to believe me. You've got to follow me. You've got to build your Christian life on what I'm trying to tell you. Now, what if we choose to build out of wood, hay, and stubble? Well, look, look at verse 15. It says, if any man's work shall be burned up, he shall suffer lost. But he himself shall be saved, yet as by fire. Uh, you can break every rule in God's word if you want to. You can leave the ministry. You can quit on God. You can live your own life the way you choose. But listen carefully, if you're saved, everything that you've done you thought was good is going to be burned up and it's going to be lost. But yet, he says there, you will be saved yet as by fire. There's nothing, listen, nothing can take your salvation away from you. Not anything can take it away. But we need to, we need to build our lives to represent the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, the Bible says that you'll suffer loss. And what that loss is, your rewards. You say, I don't want no rewards. I just want to get there. Let me tell you something. Everything you do, do it for the glory of God because God the Father's got things laid up for you and got things laid up for me. And you don't want to lose those things. Curtis probably remembers. I remember when we, we were getting ready to graduate and you know, a lot of our classmates had these big high dollar robes on and all kind of gold ropes wrapped around and wards are hanging here and there. And you know, hey, I didn't get. You got it? <laughs> I did get a diploma. <laughs> but I'm thinking, look at that, getting all them. And I'm thinking back, well, buddy, you didn't do nothing. You just done what it took to get by. And that's all you're going to get is getting by. But I realize, you know, I... I some of you have heard this before. I realized that my last year, you know, hey, son, if you're going to do anything, you better get down to business. This is the last year in high school, and you're either going to make it and you're going to graduate or you're not. I never had made the honor roll in my life. Could have cared less about the honor roll. But my senior year, I made the honor roll, never missed a day of school. That was in the 12th grade. I'm thinking, what have I done all through the year? I had a big time. I did. I had a big time. But what would have happened? How would my life be today had I applied myself back there? Instead of being familiar with the office, I knew where the paddle was. I knew where to walk and where to stand. I mean, I knew all of that. I mean, I, I was good at it. Cassie? you got three scriptures. Would you mind putting those up one at a time, please? Deuteronomy 4.24, listen to what it says. For the Lord thy God is a consuming fire, even a jealous God. Now, what he means is business. He wants you to worship him. He wants you to serve him. Let me have the next one, please. Malachi 3.2 says, but who may abide the day of his coming? Who's going to be alive on the day of his coming, walking around this earth? And who shall stand when he appeareth? 
for he is like a refiner's fire and like a fuller's soap. In other words, he is going to clean all the impurities out and the only thing that's left is going to be left is the foundation and what you've done with it, all right? 1 Kings 18, 24, listen. And call ye on the name of your gods. That's what Elijah said to obey God. Call on them. And I will call on the name of the Lord. And the God that answereth by fire, let him be God. And all the people answered and said, it is well spoken. And if you remember that story, hey, they called on their God, they hollered, they shouted, they got in the dirt, they done all kind of, of religious stuff. And I said, hey, maybe it's asleep. It could be on vacation. Shout a little louder. Well, they went back at it again. And then, hey, he, he depended on God. Lord, this is, your, this is your thing. This is your act. You got this. Now you make it happen. And the fire fell. I mean, he had water poured on all this stuff. It consumed up the water. I mean, listen, if we will let the fire of God take over our lives, we won't have a pile of rubble when it's all over with. And I know you've seen this. I've seen it many times after a house fire. Hey, it is a pile of rubble that has to be carted up and carried off and buried in and done away with. And what's left is just a clean slate of dirt. Nothing is going to make it through. So that's why we need Jesus. That's why it's so important to have Christ in our life. Make sure the foundation is Jesus. Build on it with, with gold and silver, <clears throat> excuse me, and the precious stone. So when the fire comes, you and I, we're going to make it through because he said that we would make it through. As many as I love, listen to what he says, as many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, be earnest, and repent while you have the opportunity. Today is the day of, of salvation. Today is the day of opportunity to repent of our sins. All of us have sinned. If you say, I have not sinned, the Bible says you are a liar. You make God out to be a liar. And the truth, that is Jesus, is not in you. We're all liars. We've all gone astray like sheep. And, the, and God Almighty put all this sin on his son Jesus. And when he died, he paid for your sins and mine. And it's all over, done, paid for. He doesn't remember them anymore, but we must repent of our sins and invite him to become a part of the framework that's going on. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you touch us in a special way, God, if Whatever we is wrong in our life, Lord, you know it. Reveal it to us because the fire's coming. I know the fire's coming. And I pray that you'd help us to make sure that our foundation is on Jesus, that our framework is built around his holy word. So when the fire comes, we will come out and we will be saved as yet as by fire. God, we love you and we thank you for all that you do for us. And I pray for any person in this room right now that's lost, never invited Jesus into their heart, would have the courage to come forward today and be saved. Any of this uh, that might be here today that's not what they, they know they're not close to the Lord might come to this altar and beg you, Lord, and repent of their sin. God, we want to thank you and praise you for all that you'll do. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.